0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Anthony J. Plasick about people and leadership development. Anthony J. Placik, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have a chance to chat. You you have great background, great experience in the areas of leadership development and people development. Uh, And I know you do a lot with culture transformation and um, trying to help leaders uh, figure out ways to to create empowerment types of cultures within organizations. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to read Anthony's bio for everyone. Anthony Placik is an expert in the fields of leadership development, cultural transformation, and operational consulting. He has over 15 years of experience as a strategic operations leader and proven success in growing and scaling um, and healthcare operations, improving quality, profitability, and strengthening brand share through creative organizational management leadership. Anthony started his career as a physical therapist. He quickly uh, took on increasingly complex and progressive roles in healthcare operations management. Over the last several years, he has been a strategic and critical leader, consistently driving growth, profitability, efficiency, and the highest standard of healthcare services for a collaborative uh, approach to team building and cultural enrichment. Uh, What a great background, uh, a really interesting focus that you have. And uh, I'm super excited to have the t- chance to chat. Anything you would like to share with everyone by way of personal background or additional context before we get started?
1: I think that, you know, the only thing to really share is, is that, you know, according, you know, in regard to the bio is that this pathway that I've I've stumbled through and on in personal growth and development around leadership development has been one that has been an exploration through my you know, personal experience and, and much in the way of research um, on the literature and leadership and in particular uh, leadership relevant to neuroscience. And so I think my ideas and the framework that I've developed um, originates from a place of, of learned mistakes and, and um, you know, walking down a path where I was able to reflect on those mistakes and, and grow as an individual. Um, and uh, arrived at, you know, an opportunity to continue to reflect and research where I was at, and seeing remarkable success with when applied. Um, and so it gives people the tools they need to to really accelerate their leadership approach and ultimately get results. Um, so it's a culmination of some trials and tribulations um, but ultimate, and some research, but ultimately a, a great framework to give people um a little bit of a jump start and perhaps not fall down some of the traps that i did and, and fell into as as a young leader
0: well, yeah, and there there's so many pitfalls and and we all i mean we're we're all imperfect, we're all gonna um make mistakes, and we're all going to have things that later on we're gonna look back on and you know with shake our heads and <laughs> dismay that like why did we do it that way? um that's always gonna happen but but we can definitely um learn from others and learn from the the challenges others have faced and how they've responded to them and so i love that approach that you take Um, and something that you just said that really intrigued me that i thought we could start with is the neuroscience of development uh, of leadership and people development um tell us a little bit more about that uh what you found as you uh, looked into the research um, as a kind of a foundation for how we can start to move forward with uh, productive development efforts in our organizations.
1: Yeah, I think you know, really contextually, the point is is come to understand mindset, and mindset really predicts the behaviors that you see. And the start point, and where I think you know a lot of people struggle is is really defining who they are as a leader and not really understanding perhaps how they're showing up. And and it's paramount to understand yourself well and how perhaps you're being received in in that context. That really is the start point of the program. And and, and in a neuroscience perspective, um, it's really getting to understand your personality, your communication style and approach and and your motivations, um, because those things, although perhaps you recognize them or sometimes you don't, Um, you're bringing them to your interactions that you have while leading others. And if if you don't have awareness to those blind spots, um, you can really perhaps um, lose the ability to connect with your team. And and it can really create perhaps um, friction or a little bit of a longer road to get the results that you desire.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I think that's a, a really important thing to remember, a good perspective to have as we try to move forward. And, and there's so much interconnectedness between our own personal development uh, in our own leadership capacities and that of our people uh, in helping uh, people on our team, you know, prepare for perhaps future roles or f- future opportunities they might have, you know, there's so much interconnection with all of this and the neuroscience, the personality elements and the interpersonal relationships and communication elements that all will drive, you know, the, Either the success or the the uh, the failures and the setbacks that that organizations and their people may find. Um, I'm curious about what you think uh, leaders should do as they're starting to uh, put together a, a development strategy uh, for for their people uh, and their organization. What are some of those first steps that they should be um, setting up some of the first questions they should be really uh, considering.
1: Sure. That's a great question. I do want to trail back a minute and capitalize on, on something that you mentioned and, and that's communication. Now how we think and communicate creates the connections in the community that helps build the culture and, You know, for me, I think going back to the element of neuroscience and not only understanding who you are, um, but also understanding your team, it allows you to communicate with the right approach and right style that would resonate with them. And there's quite a bit of research out there on social emotional intelligence, but ultimately people... Um, connect and, and they connect through a little bit of an innate um, sense of communication through the amygdala. It, it really is how we're sensing things around us um, versus in particular the words that are being used. And I think to understand where you're at and how you may be perceived around some of your communication, verbal and nonverbal, is critically important. Um, and so the crux of really moving people in a direction as a leader or influencing them is, is through the right methodology and positive communication. And so I think in order to understand where the start point is to get back on track with your question um, and, and what the foundation is, you have to understand where you're at as a leader, your approach, your style in communicating. You have to end and, you know, in a lockstep to that, understand your team and engage with them and understand their personalities and their style of communication. I think those are the foundational pieces um, so that you can have that, that innate engagement that we all sense as human beings Um, from a neuroscience perspective, but as you overlay the concept of connection, you also have to be aware of, of the style that you may need to take in a moment, given the situation and also perceptually where your employees are at in that same situation. And so I think having a sense of understanding of, of the style that you may need relative to that personality and how to communicate with that personality that will resonate to address the particular situation that that needs to be addressed in the moment. And it kind of transcends into situational leadership. And I think a lot of folks um, in leadership don't necessarily understand where people are at in their perspective. And, And a leader may take for granted that they kind of see a solution and where if someone's in a learning phase in something new or a new task. They need a little bit more a little bit more handholding, if you will, and education uh, before they arrive at an opportunity to, to have a little bit of autonomy and problem solving and so you as a leader need to shift and mold your style and approach and, and how much you're giving the individual team member relative to the personality but also in context of the situation and so I think in terms of foundation. Um, the very start point is really just coming to understand the dynamics um, psychologically with your team um, and the best way to communicate with them. And then the next step would be to really understand the context and situation um, that that you're engaging over relative to the moment in time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, I think going back to you know what you're reiterating that that communication piece is, is really so important we do need to be adaptable we need to be um, agile um, as organizations of course we need to do that the same same uh, mentality applies to leadership because our, our people are not a monolith you know they, they each have their own unique Um, backgrounds, they have their own unique challenges, they have their um, own unique styles, their motivations, the salient motivations that drive them. uh, And ultimately, they're all going to be at different places in their own professional development and their professional journey. So with all of that in mind, only if we know our people, um, are we then in a position where we could um, at least try to have an effective strategy of interacting with them and then helping to develop them. so one thing I hear people push back on a lot when it comes to uh, personal development, people development, and leadership development of, of our team is, you know, like, why why would we bother with that? It's really expensive, um, especially millennial and Gen Z individuals, workers these days. You know, they're not sticking around very long. They, they like to move from job to job. So why would I put a lot, why would I invest a lot into my people and developing them? future roles when they may just take the learnings and and all the coaching and the mentoring and the trainings that they do, and then they're just going to take that with them to their next job.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, But I think that is a scarcity mindset approach in leadership where you're concerned about not investing and pouring in others because they may take that elsewhere. I think as a leader, fundamentally, you're there to influence others and you're there to empower them and inspire them to arrive at the best version of themselves. And I think that's fundamental in leadership and people going back to the you know, signs of it feel that you have their best interest in. And and it really deepens the relationship. And when you are concerned about their well-being, their progress and their growth, and you invest in them, you start to establish trust. And I think that's the most fundamental um, element in a relationship, in particular in a working relationship. Because if there's not trust, and you're concerned about, you know, putting forth your effort and losing that effort, um, you're going to be reluctant to share. And, and that actually would drive more of a wedge in, in that opportunity of building trust. And so I think that you have to go into it knowing that that if they do leave and they're on to something better, that you left a positive mark on them, And that's what you can and have that opportunity to do as a leader. And that's OK. Um, it's not time lost, um, you know, although, you know, sometimes our egos can get in front of us and, and feel, you know, hey, I was slighted and I invested in you. But at the end of the day, it's not about you as a leader. It's about them. And, and to put that trust forward and invest in them, I think you build that better relationship and perhaps they're less likely to jump ship um, because they know that you are there for them and that you're trying everything that you can do to pull them along to the highest level that they so choose um, to arrive at or aspire to arrive at. And I think that's you know the important piece of the system that I have. Um, and it moves into the next pillar of the system and that is building that culture around you. And culture is based off of trust um, and alignment um, where you are there to help pull everyone in that same direction. Um, and if you are reluctant to put forth that effort, it would be very hard to pull people in that same direction and you'll miss the mark on building culture. And I firmly believe that culture in, in the right mode and movement pattern of it really is what drives results. It gives that, that above and beyond factor that everyone's looking for. But if you approach it with a scarcity mindset and you're reluctant to share and develop and invest in others – they're going to be reluctant to invest in the organization and in the culture itself is going to be a little bit, you know, each to his own. And you won't be able to arrive at that higher level functioning team. That's going to go above and beyond for what it is that you aim to do.
0: Yeah. Amen. Well said. I, I completely agree. And what a great response to that question. It really is such a common question though. It kind of frustrates me every time I hear someone ask it, uh, I feel like I want to pull my hair out a little bit or bang my head against the wall because I, you know, anyone who's asking that question, I feel like they're kind of fundamentally missing the point <laughs> of of what it means to to be a leader. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we we just don't know. We don't know what people are going to do. We don't um, we don't know where people's priorities are going to be in a year or two from from now, and and we we have no way of predicting. Um, any, how anyone is going to, um, you know, how if they're going to stick around or if they're going to move in a different direction, uh, for a whole huge variety of reasons. And so, but if we uh, approach it from a scarcity mindset, as you describe, and ultimately um, it, driven by fear, driven by this perception that you know we're just going to end up uh, wasting uh, our time and our energy and our money on these people we're we're basically going to ensure and guarantee that good people are going to leave um we're going to ensure that people aren't going to put their best effort in uh to the organization because why would they if we're not investing in them um and why wouldn't they jump ship to go to the next opportunity that looks better because you know they're clearly not going to be get, getting um a, a, an incredible experience w- working with you if if you have that kind of an attitude. So I think that's that's key that we we um, uh, we have more of an abundance mindset um, that we realize that you know together as we lift each other the whole you know the whole ship is raised and everyone has an opportunity to be better. The culture is stronger. People will be more creative and innovate because there's more trust because people feel bought into each other. Um, You know, that's, I think that's just such an essential foundational element to having any good people and leadership development strategy within an organization is we just have to know that we will invest in some people that will choose to leave and we will invest in other people that will stay, but it's the, it's the culture that matters um, to be able to, to drive continued creativity, innovation, and success for the organization.
1: 100%, 100%.
0: Yeah. Well, so maybe my last question as we wrap up uh, our discussion today, um, we we work to develop our teams. We work to develop their capacities, and hope that we'll have a pipeline of future potential leaders that can grow into roles. You know, that might be stretch roles for them down the line. Um, but how how do we uh, develop a pipeline for senior leadership types of roles, especially in, uh, with, with younger employees, uh, millennial Gen Z workers. Um, what, what have you seen in organizations that have been successful in, in preparing, um, those workers to tackle some of the complex types of challenges that they would face in senior leadership, uh, opportunities?
1: That's a a great question. And,
0: and, um, you
1: know, my, my thoughts around that is really one going back and on the the aspect of culture and on creating a environment where there's trust, where there's trust you allow, as you mentioned, the creativity, the innovation, the openness. And with that openness, you really um, allow for a sense of inclusion and people having that ability to to contribute more, share their idea. Um, and I think that as you do that, you need to learn in order to be equipped to take on some higher levels of responsibility. I also would say hand-in-hand hand with that, as you develop trust, there's an art delegation. And as you're engaging your team and your employees and you're looking to help them ascend through the ranks, um, they need the context and understanding. And so you have to bite off, you know, little chunks of responsibility and, and let them grow into it. Let them lay out your expectations clearly, but also, you know, let them try and let them try their own way. And going back to, you know, how I opened up about failure, failure is okay. In particular, if you reflect and learn from it. And I think, you know, starting off on those small concepts and and allowing people to grow into it comfortably and not worried about being judged or saying, hey, you're not going to get this job because you didn't get this task done, Um, again would be that short-sighted scarcity, but allowing to explore them to take on a task and see how they problem solve and help coach them along um, so that they can arrive at a sense of autonomy in 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 managing that responsibility um, and perhaps even push them along the lines towards mastery. And I think that as they unfold and become more skillful with added responsibility um it allows them to feel more contributory to the organization and they feel greater purpose with that contribution and it really goes um hand in hand with ultimately motivating them and and teaching them that yes this is a process you might not know everything up front but you know you're going to learn it and and as long as you are thoughtful about it and approach it and, and communicative, Um, you know, we're going to work together to get you there so that you have the context you need to be successful in that next stage of role um, at the senior level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well said. And with that, Anthony, we we are drawing uh, close to the end of our time together today, but before we close, I want to make sure that I give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected, find out more about what you're doing currently,
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, the concepts that I've pulled together um, is a framework. It's called the lead system. And it is um, learn, engage, activate culture and deliver results. Um, We didn't get a great chance to dive into the art of execution. But once you build your culture, um, there's a discipline and an art to execution. That's a it becomes an iterative and reflective process as well. And that's really how results are generated. Um, and that walks lockstep with the last answer that we had relative to delegation and, and giving people more opportunity to contribute to the organization. Um, and so the LEAD system is the framework that, that I look at. It's a malleable framework in which it's a lens of analytics, but also a system and approach um, that you can implant in terms of, of cultural development and learning and development for your team. Um, that said, the best way to reach me regarding the framework as well as the opportunity to consult and, and hear a little bit more of my operational um, ideas and expertise would be through LinkedIn or um, email at ajplaysec, the numbers one, two at
0: icloud.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anthony. I really encourage listeners to reach out to Anthony, get connected, see so you more about what he can do to help you. Uh, and Anthony, our time was short today, um, but this was a great conversation. Perhaps we can continue it another time um, and go a little bit deeper uh, into some of these topics because it's it's so important. And I think all organizations um are grappling with, you know, how how to develop their people, how to attract and retain the best people. Um, in this knowledge economy, um, how, how to make sure that we are, are prepared to upskill and reskill our workforce. All of these types of interrelated types of, uh, of issues are really important in the, in the modern economy. Thanks again for joining us, and I hope uh, everyone can continue to stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you. Thanks for having me.